0: Welcome to Beach Athletics All Access, where you get an inside look at the great coaches, student-athletes, alumni, and supporters that make Long Beach State Athletics so special. I'm your host, Rob Clark, Senior Associate Athletic Director for External Relations. Welcome to Beach All Access Podcast, an inside look at Long Beach State sports and the great people around our program. Today we're joined by our women's head basketball coach, Jody Wynn. Jody, how are you doing today?
1: I'm great. How are you, Rob?
0: Great. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we just want to get to know you and, and help all our right. fans get to know you better. So uh, let's just have our conversation here.
1: Uh, all right. Let's do it.
0: <laughs> so h- how did you develop your love for basketball?
1: Oh, boy. You're going way back. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> Well, I, was, I actually grew up a swimmer. Uh, both my brother and I were in the water before we could walk. And um, I was training, in my mind, to be an Olympian on, in, in swimming. And uh, my coach um, was an Olympian, um, and I just wanted to be just like her. And then about fifth grade, I was uh, introduced to basketball through our city in Brea. We had a police athletic league, a uh, two-week basketball tournament. And so I uh, played, and uh, the head coach of the high school team, Mark Track, was actually there during the tournament, and he pulled me aside, and he taught me how to shoot. And I thought, oh, wow, okay, this is cool. And so um, I started kind of getting a a good interest in basketball, probably late fifth grade, going into sixth grade. Um, I never really played club, because you just didn't do that back then. I was still waterlogged every day you know before school and after school I was swimmer all the way through eighth grade I I um I quit swimming in eighth grade and I and I put my full focus into playing basketball at that time I've I grew up in a smaller town so our high school coach also coached girls basketball PE class in junior high and so in seventh grade Mark Track our our head coach at the time was uh, teaching the PE class, and he invited me to be a part of the varsity summer league teams um, in seventh and eighth grade. And so whenever I could, I would uh, join uh, the, the varsity girls as a little seventh grader and go out there and play in summer league games with them and and really just kind of get indoctrinated into Lady Cat basketball and, and all the tradition that it had at that great school. So, you know, it was... Uh, Pull me out of the pool and into a team sport. I think I was kind of getting tired of looking at the bottom of the pool every day.
0: Now, now the bottom of the pool, you were swimming, right? You weren't just, yeah, no, the the black black line. line. All right, just checking, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, so clearly you had success because you translated that into a successful career as a student athlete. Talk to us about your student athlete experience.
1: Um. Well, I I think you know looking back, I think it was an incredible experience. But as I was going through it, I thought it was quite tumultuous. Um, you know, I I got a scholarship to play basketball and attend University of Southern California, which is an amazing opportunity. And I was recruited by a lady named Marianne Stanley, who, after my freshman year, um, was fired um, due to Title IX issues. And that case all the way went all the way up to the Supreme Court and basically fighting for equal rights for for the female counterpart. And, um, you know, it happens. But um, my sophomore and junior year, I played for a legend of the game, Cheryl Miller, who was, um, you know, the most famous Trojan, you know, as far as female athletes, and uh, played for her sophomore and junior years. And then she left after my junior season to go uh, uh, broadcast uh, NBA games. And so then I played for my my senior year, I played for Fred Williams, who was Cheryl's assistant at the time um, for my senior year. So um, through injury and adversity with coaching changes and not only head coaches, but assistant coaches and, you know, it wasn't the most ideal experience. I did get a chance to be uh, part of a team that was, uh, you know, ranked third in the nation. And um, we were seconds away for going to the final four. Um, But, uh, you know, it was a... you know, looking back on it now, I learned so much through all that adversity and how to how to push through and persevere through uh, change and, and whatnot. But uh, going through it at the time, I I felt you know cheated so to speak on on a great experience. But uh, overall, it's made me I think a much better coach because of it. And, and coaching
0: changes are always difficult right. for student athletes. I, I had one as well. Right, uh, going through that process in my life too how did you how did you push through? What did you learn from the different styles that you were involved with as well as a student athlete?
1: If you work hard, that's all that coaches didn't want to you know that's all they asked for you, really, you know, and everybody's different. everybody has their own philosophy and style, but at the end of the day, a coach just wants a kid that's gonna work their tail off, right? and so I just kinda you know i was I was feisty, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was a pretty stubborn kid, just um, like you are now right yeah, yeah, so uh. <laughs> You know, I wasn't afraid to challenge, <laughs> sometimes challenge coaches. And so uh, sometimes my mouth got me in trouble a little bit, but um, like it probably does now. But I, I, I will say that um, I love I love to compete, you know. I wanted to be the best. I wanted us to be the best. I wanted everything to be first class and done right. And I love to win at anything, you know. And it's not win at all costs, but I just love competing. And so, um, you know, you just dealt with it by – Saying that, you know, that's life. And I was just told that it was life, you know, and things are going to happen. And, and it's not what happens to you, but how you deal with it. And you just learn to uh, push through and do the best that you can within the circumstances that you're dealt with.
0: So, so after all of that, you, you finish your student athlete career. Now, the coaching. Uh, how did you get into coaching? What drove you into to this profession? Well,
1: everybody always says it's, it's a lot of it is who you know, right? Well, Mark Track, the same man that taught me how to shoot the basketball in fifth grade and was my high school coach at Brailand High School, uh, became the head coach at Pepperdine University when I was a sophomore at USC. And so I'd spend my summers training with him up at Pepperdine and work in his camps and whatnot. And um, before I ever graduated, I, uh, he had asked me to be a part of his staff and so um you know i went to school to be a physical therapist so to speak or that's what i thought at least um, until i hit organic chemistry maybe <laughs> you too <huh? laughs> yeah that, that kind of ruined the whole thing but uh you know i, I it was hard cuz i wanted to keep playing i wanted to play professionally and um i walked away my senior year with uh, ankle surgery a week later um and, you know, it was just basically taped with duct tape, you know, for <laughs> the senior year to get through the year. But uh, so I I was out with a ankle surgery. I knew that, you know, put a halt to playing, you know, overseas or in the ABL at the time. Um, and um, he asked if I'd want to join him at Pepperdine. And, of course, I jumped at that opportunity and um, kind of I coached under him for 13 years, eight of them at Pepperdine. And he taught me so much you know um about managing and you know not just x's and o's you know and and it was just an amazing experience to be able to coach under the person that gave you the opportunity to get a free education and play the game you love and 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 i felt it was my duty to give back to him
0: now you got to long beach state yeah and, and obviously there must have been some challenge there, leaving someone that's been so dear to your heart and has helped you along the way. How, how did you get to Long Beach State, and, and what's your Long Beach State story? Oh, my gosh.
1: So, like, when I was 14 years old, Mark Track, when I was in high school, uh, used to take me to college games all the time because I figured out, you know, if I'm going to quit swimming, I better do something, right? And <laughs> I want to be a college basketball player right away. And so I would go to high school or college games all the time, and he would take me. And one of the places he would take me would be to Long Beach State games. And they were in the gold mine, packed packed crowd. I mean, the walls were sweating. It was so hot in there. And I just remember watching Penny Toller and some of the great players that played at Long Beach State and, and saying, I want to be a part of this, you know. And I was 14 years old, and I remember vividly sitting in my green lady Cap basketball sweats on the floor of the gold mine watching um, Joan Bombasini's practices. And, uh, thinking I could do this one day. So it's kind of surreal to be here as a year coach, you know, and, and Long Beach has always been near and dear to my heart. I grew up in Southern California. It's an amazing university and I've always followed it very closely. And, um, I had the privilege of meeting Vic Seglis at a Nike consortium for assistant coaches uh, when I was assistant coach at USC and met him on several occasions and just connected well, um, with him and, and his staff and, um,
0: that was a, the Villa Seven?
1: Villa Seven, okay. uh-huh, yeah. Great. Yeah, so it just kind of all fell into place, right time, and uh, and I was ready at that time.
0: Incredible. Now, you have a very unique uh, coaching uh, yes. coaching staff as well. We'd like to, to ask about that as well. Sure. So obviously, Derek, your husband, is uh, your assistant coach. Talk to us about the unique nature and the dynamic of your working relationship with your husband.
1: Sure. I mean, we've been doing it our entire adult life pretty much. Um, Derek was actually coaching high school boys um, when we were dating in, a, in, in college and when I was at Pepperdine for a few few years. And then shortly after, when we got engaged, he took a high school boys job up in Calabasas um, for two weeks. And then a position uh, opened up on, on the staff with us at Pepperdine. And um, Coach Track knew Derek really well because we had been dating for – God knows how long—five years. So he was always Derek was always around working the Pepperdine camps as well with me, and and um, and so he asked Derek to join the staff. Um, and you know, it's been I think an incredible journey. We always have talked about like I couldn't see one of us doing this without the other. And so many people are like, "How could you work with your spouse?" And you know, I say, "Well, we drive separate cars a lot, and we have our own <laughs> offices, and so there is some me time to it all, but." you know, when two people have such a great passion for the game and for, you know, helping young women become the best that they can be and, and all that entails, you know, all the teaching that's involved, why not do it together, you know, and it's been an incredible journey and a great experience for our family.
0: I've been so impressed with your ability to harmonize coaching and and how do you do it? How do you make that work?
1: It takes a village. Uh, and that's, that's the darn truth. It takes a village. Um, my parents have been amazing and, and Derek's family as well. We purposely um, after one year at USC and an hour and 10 minute commute with no family. Cause we, we commuted from Calabasas to USC um, after Jada was born, our, our oldest, we thought this is just, we can't do this anymore, you know? And, We'd be flying all over the country every other week, recruiting, and, and, you know, we were 65 miles from a nearest relative. And, you know, I'm not a fan of of giving your kid to strangers. I was just really nervous about that. And so we moved 10 minutes from my parents and uh, have never left, and it's been a wonderful blessing. Um, You know, my mom is uh, everything. She picks them up every day after school and feeds them and takes them to their practices, and then Derek or I will meet meet her at a practice or wherever it is and it's just been something that she wants to do and so it's not like it's putting her out as well and um and and the kids are at as many practices and games as they could be here i love raising kids on a college campus i just don't think there's anything better than that because they've learned some, from the time they were like two years old and and talking like Oh, so the players sleep here. Okay, who's gonna be my partner, Mommy, when I go to college? And mm-hmm. she thinks that that's a roommate, right? And she used to call it their partner. Right. <laughs> and uh, and just they learned that this is what you do. You after high school, you go to college and you live in the dorms and you eat in the cafeteria, and she's been expo- the kids have been exposed to all of that. And so it's, uh, you know, it's been really a wonderful opportunity to have such great role models around my children.
0: It's incredible. It is a family affair, yeah, literally. Yeah. How you're doing this? Um, I've noticed with my two girls and bringing them around the program, they love being around yeah. the student athletes. They absolutely love it, and they talk about it all the time beach basketball. Oh, we got to go see the girls. Yeah. Um, you've built that family environment just beyond your own immediate family. How have you built that around your program too? And 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 your players well
1: everybody's different and i i love the differences that we all have um but there's something that is constant and that's character and i just think that all everybody has really good character and um we talk about that a lot within with recruiting um getting the right fit in the program um because we want them to be sisters long after their playing days are over long after they leave campus uh this is their sorority you know and uh they need to be sisters for the rest of their lives, you know, and they're not all going to be best friends, but they have to have a level of respect and trust of one another. So um, we talk a lot about family. We do fun team bonding um, opportunities, you know, to get to know each other outside of just um, basketball. And I think that's really important because um, I'm going to fight hard for somebody that I really believe in, and that, and I'm going to be able to push them through something that they're struggling with, maybe off the court. Um, and you don't you don't know that unless you really get in touch with them on a a deeper level. And I just think it's important that, you know, we're not just basketball coaches and you're not just teammates, you know, this is our family and we're going to take care of our family. You know, we're going to take care of our teammates, but we're going to take care of our family and family's always first.
0: I know you've been working hard, especially this off season to extend that family feel beyond just the team, but also to the community. Right. When you're out there and you're talking with many of our fans who may be listening right now, What would you say, why is Long Beach State such a special place to coach?
1: Because of family. That's what attracted me to this university. I mean, I was instant. They care about the student-athletes. They care about the females on campus. Uh, That's huge, you know. Um, Walking around, our kids, I call them kids, our young (laughs) women, walk around campus with their head held high, feeling like you know, the people at this university care about women's basketball, and they care about what we're doing, and they know us by first name. I mean that's huge, and I, and I just go out to the community and I tell them like we represent our, our young women represent themselves really well on the class in the classroom, you know within the community on the court, and they our our girls want to get connected to the community. They want to meet um, mentors or you know future advisors maybe you know when when their you know academic and playing careers are over. So. I just think that um, it's not a hard sell. When you can see yourself coming to this place, coming to school here, it's really easy to talk about, you know, and it's the challenge if you're at a school where you just don't believe in the philosophy, right? Mm-hmm. And so I believe in what Long Beach State has to offer. I love the diversity, I love the city. Um, the athletic department, the coaches all have kids or they support one of another. It's not like, oh, I hope they lose so we look better kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's, we all really have a sincere respect for each other. And, and I, I mean, I love going to the games and cheering the, the other student athletes on. I just feel like it's family. It's family here. And, and you get that within the community when you're, you're in the neighborhood association meetings. You could see the family and, and it extends well beyond campus.
0: Now, now, we all know recruiting is the lifeblood of a program. Yes. And you clearly love Long Beach State. We all do. Yeah. And that's why we're here. That's why we push so hard for our student-athletes and their experience. But as you're bringing in new family members, new mm-hmm. prospective student-athletes, what's your philosophy? How, how do you approach that to make sure that they're a good fit and, and they fit within your system but also within this family construct?
1: Many years. We try to do our homework and try to find out, you know what the kid is about, you know, not just what we see on about ba- on the basketball court from her, but how she ha- you know interacts with her community, ha- how she's regarded on her high school campus, um what people have to say about her. You know, we're going to do our homework, you know, and I'll always tell our recruits and and the players on our team, we will sacrifice a great athlete if she doesn't fit the character and and you know we have people from all walks of life on our team, all different ethnic ethnicities and backgrounds, and and, and I love that. I embrace that. I think it just makes us so whole. Um, but we're never going to bring, um, you know, well not to say never, but I mean we're going to do our best to hopefully never bring, you know, a bad seed into the program. You know, and uh, we, we're going to look at their social media. We're going to talk to people, and just. And really uh, bring them on campus multiple times and get to know them as people. Um, because at the end of the day, it's people.
0: Young people these days love social media. Yeah. And it's, it's clearly a part of our lives now right. in, in every facet. And, mm-hmm. and regardless whether it be in politics or athletics or otherwise, mm-hmm. it's there. It's present. Mm-hmm. Um, how have you seen things change just in the last eight years you've been here at Long Beach State, okay. whether it be recruiting or otherwise, how social media has impacted your program and you?
1: It's funny that you asked that, Rob, because I don't know, 10 years ago, it was like, Oh, the internet is ruining, <laughs> ruining sports. It's the internet and it's ruining these kids and they're getting on these message boards and people are talking bad about programs and coaches and, you know, and it's, and, and now it's just, it's social media. And what's, what, what somebody puts out there, it's out there for forever. And it, it could, it could destroy careers. It could destroy a lot of different things. And, uh, Um, you know, we try to educate our student athletes here at Long Beach State and, uh, they do a great job of making sure that, uh, what these kids post on all their different social media, uh, sites, uh, is, you know, something that, you know, their future employer will be okay with. And, um, it's hard because I think this generation is a little bit of the here and now and they don't look about, look, they don't look at next week, they look at today. And so, um... You know, they're learning, though, and uh, we just have to help guide them um, and, and teach them that, you know, once they put something out there, it's out there forever, whether they want to get rid of it or not. All it takes is one person to save it, and it's out there forever.
0: One of my favorite things about working on a college campus, even when we're coaches or administrators within an athletic department, we're still educators. That's right. We're still teaching and, and educating Mm-hmm. the youth of, of America really to, to grow up and, mm-hmm. and mature in a way that will help them get a job, as you would mentioned, or
1: yeah. help them
0: along in their career. Undoubtedly, whoever you are, you're going to run into adversity. You you referred mm-hmm. to this um, in your playing days as a student athlete, and, and every great coach has faced adversity. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, is, how has your approach been as you look at difficult times that have happened or maybe during that part of the season where it's just a – dog days of the season you're just fighting through it's the grind Mm -hmm. how do you get through that point to make sure that the focus is on the big picture
1: well when you have incredible people around you they help you get through it right Uh, I've got an amazing group of people around me from staff to players my athletic trainer you know we're all in it together and so we're going to get through it you know I mean we're going to hit adversity and and things are going to happen and we 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 want to embrace adversity and we want to be proactive instead of have to be reactive all the time to it. And so we're going to prepare for that. You know, we talk about having, you know, 11 starters or 12 starters and, and people always say, well, who's your starting five? They'll ask me like a month ago, who's my starting five. I'm like, I don't know. tell me the day before I'll ask me the day before the game, you know, because we want everybody to believe that they're going to be an impact whether they start or they finish the games or they, or they're on the bench cheering that they're just as important as the next person. And, um, and we're, you know, it's life. Everybody's going to have a bad day every day. Or not everybody, but everybody in our family. You know, there's going to be one person that might be struggling that day. And we have to recognize that and just know that um, that it's not all about ourselves, that it's about each other. And, um, and when you have that kind of atmosphere, then we're going to push through, you know, and fight through those adverse times. Because you can't be great unless you know how to overcome, you know, the failure. And we don't want to have a fear of it. You know, we want to come it and step on it and put it in our past and past and move on.
0: So, in your own career, uh, if you could put some some uh, things that you want to accomplish during the course of your coaching career, what are some of those things you'd love to see?
1: Well, I want to put a banner back in the pyramid. <laughs> All right, <laughs> uh, that's that's number one priority right now. Um, I just think that women's basketball, this community, deserves a banner back in that pyramid for all the incredible tradition that this program has at at such a great university. So that's number one. I would love, you know, to uh, help bring Long Beach State a championship with this special group of students that we have right now. Um, More than anything, I I like going to their weddings. I like talking to them long after their careers are over and just becoming friends with them. I'm friends with these young women that we recruited now, you know, And, and it's been an incredible journey for me, you know, and I feel like, you know, I have a, a young lady that cr- coached, gosh, 17, 18 years ago, and she's had a 10-year professionally cr- professional career over in Europe and just following their journeys and, and living through their successes and knowing that I might have been a small part of it and just... And just seeing them that be, be successful in whatever they choose, whether it's playing professionally or, or becoming a teacher or becoming a coach or whatever it is that they choose to do. I just love the connections that we uh, develop um, on a deeper level uh, when I'm no longer the, their coach.
0: Absolutely. And I think any of us who have been athletes like myself and, mm-hmm. and you, you know the impact of a coach. Right. And the power that a coach has in your life, regardless of what family circumstance you might be in, what background you might be, a coach has that kind of power.
1: Absolutely. And
0: and if we don't recognize that, we're failing.
1: That's right. Because our coaches
0: are incredible.
1: That's right.
0: Um, So we have a a, a lot of fans listening. So those who are listening and who are out there right now, what what would you like to share with them about yourself or the program and about Long Beach State?
1: It's a special place, and if you don't know, you need to come check it out because it's really a special place. I mean, people always say, "Well, why Long Beach? Come and check it out." You know, it's it's really um, it's a family place, and it's a safe environment. Um, adults, kids, whatever. It's it's just a it's a great place to enjoy your time. You know, and for our program, I think that we're doing it the right way with good kids that get along. That succeed in the classroom and and our job is to help make them productive citizens uh, to our society and I think we're doing it the right way and um, you know know, at the end of the day if win or lose you know as long as we know that we're doing things right and that we're helping um, our student athletes become the best they can be then you know it's okay if the championship doesn't come you know it's not championship or bust you know and and we 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 have to be okay with that you know and um, we try to just work on improving day-to-day so then we don't look at the dessert every day. But I just think that the community is, is a great um, group of people here in Long Beach. The city is amazing. There's so much to offer, and um, why not? Why not come support the athletic teams? These student-athletes are the, are the leaders of tomorrow, and, um, and uh, I think they have a lot to offer and a lot to share, and, and it's a great place.
0: Well, fans, if you didn't know it then, you do now. We have a great women's basketball coach. Thanks, Jody, Ron. thank you so much for being here. Appreciate we it. Think the world of you. We know great things are happening.
1: Thank a- you. And Ron. keep it rolling. That's right. Go Beach.
0: Go Beach. The Beach All Access Podcast is a presentation of the Long Beach State Radio Network on K Beach. Go Beach.